Hello everyone and a warm welcome to this afternoon session with the Celtic Commissioners. My name is Helen Howells, I'm the Joint Managing Director and Co-Founder of Children's Production and Distribution Company HoHo Entertainment and I'll be chairing this, this session this afternoon. Our brief today is to explore and discuss the various production funds and grants that are currently available in Wales, Scotland and Ireland. I'm sure many of the producers and the content creators here today will have heard of some of these, but how, how many of us really know um, what they are and how we can actually access these funds and take advantage of them um, to help us in our funding efforts? Rather than asking the commissioners today to tell us what they're looking for, what sort of programming needs they have, what we really want to do is ask them to enlighten us a little bit about these funding opportunities, see some examples of where and how the funds have been used on other shows, um, while also getting some practical advice and guidance on how to access this stash of cash. So without further ado, let's start with the introductions. Um, our session producer today is the very talented freelance creative producer, Shuin Jobbins. Um, she was formerly the uh, Children's Commission Editor for S4C, um, where she was also executive producer on several co-productions, including Fireman Sam. To my right, we have Seanid Roberts, commis current Commission editor, editor for Children's Programming at S4C, the Welsh language channel in Wales. Seanid is responsible for all children's content on S4C, as well as the channel's learners' output, Welsh language learning output as well. Uh, since joining S4C in, in 2012, Seanid has commissioned groundbreaking projects like A Lift, the first play-along game show for kids in the UK, uh, followed by Madron, an, an innovative animation and digital comic app. Seanid is a programme maker and worked for the BBC for 16 years before joining the indie sector. Croeso Seanid. Uh, to Shauna's right, we have Margaret Cameron. Margaret is the channel editor for BBC Alba, but also works for MG Alba across children's acquisition, music and factual programming, as well as co-productions, co-finance projects. Before taking on an editorial role as part of the BBC Alba commissioning team, Margaret was business affairs manager at, B at, at MG Alba. Um, MG Alba funded by the Scottish Government and partnered with BBC in operating BBC Alba. More about that in a little while. Voucher. Um, to Margaret's right, we have Pauline McNamara, Commissioning Executive within the RTE's Young People's Programme Department. Her responsibilities include commissioning live action programming and managing RTE's animation sl slate. And, by, and last, by no means least, we have Gronia McGuinness, um, who very kindly stepped in at, at, the, at short notice to cover Pronchus Negronia, the Commission Editor of Ireland's TG4. Thank you very much for joining us today. Grania helped to set up indie productions three years ago after 20 years working in content production. She is the creator of Berlin for TG4 and is currently developing Pablo for CVEs and RTE. Um, she's also mum to do very energetic children and is, by her own admission, uh, a big kid herself. So producing excellent content for younger children, for younger audiences, is her dream come true. Uh, I'll see if I can say this right. Forturui. Good. Yep. <laughs> Thank you to all of our panel for joining us today. Before we start um, properly, what we'd like to do is just uh, talk a little bit about um, budgets and, and, and finding money. I mean, we, we're all aware, it, it's a common topic for us all here, um, that budgets are falling and yet the amount of output is still expected to remain at that same level. So as producers, what do we do? Where can we go? Where can we find this extra funding? And so today's session is very much looking at some of those funds available, whether they're soft, soft loans or grants, and, and how we can access them. I think sometimes, although we might know about these grants or we've heard about them, 
there's a tendency to be a bit scared because we don't know how they operate and how they work and what we need to do to access it. And sometimes, you know, I think the paperwork in itself can be a little bit scary for all of us. So hopefully today we'll, we'll get a better understanding of what these funds mean, how we can access them, um, and, you know, what we need to do as producers in, in, in order to move forward with, with programme ideas that we have. So what we'll do is we'll start with Sean Ed, if that's OK. Well, thanks very much, Diachavarno. Thanks for the opportunity to come here and talk about, about the um, Celtic commissioning system. Um, about 73% of our uh, content is original content, is original programming fully funded. Um, and then around uh, in the rest of it is a combination of co-production co and, and acquisitions. Mm. So happy to talk about how, how we can help you fund some of those. Um, uh, I think about five percent of our uh, of our uh, staunch content is for um, acquisitions and co-productions. So, Charlotte, can you tell us a little bit more about the the funds? Then? So, the first one we've got is the SOC Commercial Funds, um, uh, which are really for co-production projects. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, this is a fund that's been going for some time now, and it's basically a fund for um, either co-production animation or live action and it isn't just for children's it can be for drama as well or or, um, or documentary and so on um, the main thing about this fund is that it has to be a commission series so unless i've acquired or commissioned the animation then you're you know you're not it's, it's not applicable mm -hmm. um, and then there's a owen jones is the contact there then we also have for digital projects um, this is a new fund that's been going i think for about three years now and it's open to either digital products that come out of our uh, content or digital content that completely stands alone. Um, examples, I mean, I can give you, sorry, I should have given you examples of the, of the SDML mm -hmm. fund. So mm -hmm. an example of SDML fund would be um, Bodge, Bing, uh, Toot, um, Igamokam, you've seen them all on the clip there. For digital projects, it can be content that isn't on TV. Um, so for example, uh, Toot also had digital content, mm -hmm. apps and so on, uh, was funded through the digital fund. But does that have to be connected to a, a TV project or can it be a standalone digital It can project? also be standalone. So we've also got a project like Madron you mentioned earlier yeah. on, um, that they were apps to go with a, a TV series, but also they've, uh, they, they've also funded um, a, a PlayStation game, the very first PlayStation game in, in Welsh, for example. So that's a yeah. really important fund for us to create more Welsh language content in, in the digital world, really. Okay. And with it, just to be clear on the digital fund, um, does there have to be some involvement from, from you in that project in some shape or form before they can access that digital fund? So, for example, because that's digital, not necessarily broadcast, does there have to be a connection then? So, I mean, Madron's a good example, but with Madron, I understand that there was a first episode which was broadcast on S4C, yes. on the channel, yeah. and then that... That then took you into the app and the games, and also follow-up episodes. Is that correct in the app? Um, yes, that's in right. Yeah. So, so that was an interesting project because it was a combination of lots of different things, yeah. and that was also quite an interesting funding model mm -hmm. because um, some of the money came from my pot. Uh, the commercial fund, the SDML fund, was also involved. They have a stake in the format, and also the di digital fund was also involved. And um, you know the three the three friends funds work together there. I mean, it takes time. You know, it takes time to get the right 
um, the right uh, talent in place, the right project in place, filling the forms properly. You know, it's yeah. kind of it's a bit of a nightmare. I do admire people who <laughs> actually can get money out of these funds, I should say. When you refer to SDML, just so people are clear, because we've got here the SLC commercial funds for, for, for co-production, is that what you're referring to as the SDML? Yes, I'm sorry, the SDML is, is the old name for it. Sorry right, okay. about that. Okay. Well, no, just to be um, clear, because otherwise people might get a bit confused as to whether that is something else. So it is. So th this fund is the SLC commercial funds for co-production. Yes. Then. Yeah, okay, that's right. And in terms of co-production, sorry, just jumping back to what you were saying about some of the projects, the great projects that you have um, been part of, like Bing and Bodge. Just, I guess, fr from producers' point of view, to understand at what sort of level of investment are we looking at? Because obviously, you know, it could be a small amount, a large amount. I is there any sort of limit, or is is, is there a percentage of budget that that, that the fund can invest in? Um, I think the limit is two hundred thousand in in a single project. Right. Okay. Um, from the uh, commercial fund for digital projects, I think it's one hundred fifty thousand yeah. per project. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's a case by case. Uh, you know, they will look at the whole project. They look at the uh, uh, the, the marketability of it. Uh, you know, the, the you know the, the hoodies, the the whole kind of uh, commercial um, viability of it all over the world. So that, you know, it's it's not it, it it's a loan. It's not a gift. You know, mm -hmm. and it's not a particularly soft loan either. Uh, once you start making money back, they will want their money back. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll we'll, we'll com come back to that I think a little bit later just to kind of recap on what you know what what is soft loan and what are grants and so on. Okay, thank you for that, Sean. Um, Margaret, can you just help us understand a little bit more about the relationship between between BBC and BTU Alba and how that all works? Because I know a lot of us kind of sit here going, of course, get it. of course, there's too many Albas in the room. <laughs> um, that was deliberate, by the way. We decided we would share that part of the of the name. The two organisations would share that so that we would attempt to get over this issue. Um, BBC Alba launched in 2008 and it's a partnership <coughs> channel between MG Alba, who I work for, and the BBC. Um, and it's Gaelic language. It broadcasts out of Scotland and it is very small, but it is a network channel operating out of Scotland, which is quite interesting. Um, we are a general entertainment licensed, BBC licensed channel. We have a commissioning team of four people. We don't make decisions by committee, you'll be pleased to hear, um, but we do have quite limited funds. And uh, general entertainment means that we have uh, quite a, a broad spectrum of genres to deal with, amongst which is, is children's and preschool. Linguistically, you'll get it that Gaelic language, uh, the children's uh, programming is very important to us for, for lots of issues. Um, and we are very keen to co-produce and to co-finance where at all possible. Uh, part of that is to do with our financial situation, but also because we believe it brings benefits to the screen and to, and to our audience. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of commissioning, we have long running volume deals that are kind of, they feel unstoppable, they feel as if they go on forever. Um, and we're in the middle of those at the moment for three years with certain producers. But we have two commissioning rounds a year and the contact point is through MG Alaba, it's through our website and we have those two rounds and they're quite easily flag posted and, and how to how to get okay. into them. So sorry Margaret, coming back to um, 
funds available. Can you mm -hmm. just enlighten us a little bit more about that and sort of what, what is available and how much are we okay. talking about okay. in practical terms? Our channel has a budget of £14 million a year for all genres, so okay. you can imagine what that means in terms of when you slice it down to different genres. But um, we do have very good and open relations with CBBC and CBBS who are based in, well, in Salford, but also have a quite major base in Glasgow as a centre of excellence there. And um, we're actively and always looking for the right project to collaborate on. Also, Creative Scotland are the next largest funder uh, in Scotland, but they have a budget of about £4 million a year, and that's dedicated to film and television. And there was a real mix there in the, uh, in the trailer. Um, and we, we touched on this uh, last night just very briefly in terms of, you know, that I, I guess we're all ever so slightly confused still about this, the BBC Alba relationship course, course. And, and, and whether when you, you know, when you work on a project with CBBS, whether that means that there's an automatic pickup by by Alba or not, is is that there can be there, there can, can be. be it's it's really down to each individual deal. To be right. honest, I mean, there are some fantastic brands appearing in that showreel, from say courtesy of DreamWorks. That to be honest, a small channel like ourselves would probably never manage to get in the door, never mind get access to the rights. Yeah. So the BBC is tremendously helpful in, in brokering that for us. So that does work in our favour, but. Um, we also like to do our own thing because we don't want to be seen as a mirror of yes. CBBC or CBBS, fantastic as they are. We feel that our audience does deserve something slightly different, so we do have origination in the pot there, and we do like to acquire our own material external to the BBC's own requirements. Yes. Thank you, Marva. We'll come back in a, in a little while and, and, and see another example of, um, of a co-production between the broadcasters here as well. But moving on swiftly to Pauline. Pauline, um, thanks again. Um, Tell us a bit more about RTE Junior first. Okay, well, actually, uh, we're commissioning to two channels. Uh, yep. RTE Junior is our preschool channel for under sevens. Um, mm. It's a mixed genre channel. It goes out 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it, uh, it, it sits in a kind of very cluttered landscape of, um, of multi-channel viewing where our audience has access to all of the channels that the um, UK viewers and children have like CBBS and um, CBBC and, and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. So our, um, our biggest challenge is uh, to make it feel like a, um, an Irish channel. Our budgets, like Margaret's, be fairly small and very small in comparison to a lot of the commercial channels and other channels. And uh, probably, I think in the region of about almost 70% of, of the channel is made up of acquisitions mm -hmm. and 30% of home production. Uh, some of the home production is produced in-house, uh, quite a lot of it. And uh, some of it is, is commissioned to the independent sector, both live action and animation. Right. Um, and what we look for in what we commission is something that's going to help us localise the channel to make it feel like it's for Irish children. So, you know, that might be something very small, you know, uh, like an Irish character in an animation or, you know, an Irish sensibility, Irish landscapes, um, Irish stories, or, you know, or, or it may be a, a completely Irish production. But we are, or, or something, actually, it doesn't have to be Irish. Sometimes we're just looking for something that brings something completely different to our viewers that they won't find on all the other channels. Um, so that is... Sorry, just a very quick question. Um, language. We're yeah. talking about English language here for RT. We are yeah. primarily English. Well, RT Junior, which is preschool, is um, we call it a bilingual channel. It mm -hmm. is bilingual. We have some um, 
a good bit of Irish language programming on it. It's primarily English language, but in fact, you know, having some Irish language and some other languages like Polish and um, and Mandarin is important to be sprinkled through the channel. So, for example, it is very attractive to us in animation and projects that we get on board. We we uh, co-fund three to four animation projects every year, and it's a very big attraction to us if it can come to us in an Irish and English language version, which also mm -hmm. can help when trying to access some of the culture funds in Ireland. Sure. Um, but we would rarely commission something solely in the Irish language. Um, it would usually be, f you know, a, 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 a second version, second but we, it, but it does go out. And so we've got on screen here now a little bit about the B the BAI sound. I mean, I, I when when I personally when we talk about Irish funds, it just fills me with fear because I just have no idea how they really really work can you enlighten us can you tell us a little bit about I know we're not going to go into a huge detail yeah. here and the, the details are all on the screen for you so um, yeah. um, and they will be available on on the website as well later but um, just to give us an understanding of how these work okay so I mean in terms of what we commission we commission for 7 to 15s as well but in terms of what we commission um, a lot of what we commission would be 100% funded 100% mm -hmm. commissions but about, uh, about in around half or just over half of the projects we have on the slate at the moment in production uh, come with other funding attached to it. Um, and I'd have to say, by and large, um, BAI, which is the, it's, it's, um, it's a programming fund that is a slice of the, the television license in Ireland. Um, it is a fund of, I think it comes down to about uh, I think it's about 4.75 million, about I think about 12, 13 million per annum, mm -hmm. split into about three rounds. They have a remit and an obligation to make some of that, um, some uh, awards to children's projects. Um, we have had quite a bit of success uh, with it, as in projects that we've supported, independent producers and particularly animation producers. It's um, uh, we've, I think, managed to get somewhere in the region. Of the, I just did a quick thought about three million towards um, children's projects in the last three years, wow. which means that because we, as a broadcaster, don't have a huge amount of cash that we can um, then we that we can put up for projects, what we can do is give our support and give a broadcast home for a project, which allows the producer to then go and apply for the, the BAI fund. Um, and animation awards, I mean, our policy is to try and, and support um, at least one animation in every round, and we also support live action projects. Mm -hmm. And the amounts that animation pro uh, series generally go for and get is somewhere in the region of about two about 275 to 400,000. And, and can a producer project. that's not based in Ireland apply for that, or do you have to be a producer based in Ireland to apply for that? Uh, well, with, you with don't have to be in the Republic of Ireland. Okay. Uh, it Welcome has to, to yeah. have. Um, it has to be available to an Irish audience free to air. So basically, it can't be on a pay channel. Right. Um, but for example, you know, in the last award, um, the last um, results announcement, uh, a project which we're also on board with, but we didn't support for the BAI. CBB, or CBBC actually supported them for BAI, BAI application, mm -hmm. and the application was from a Northern Ireland company. Right, so okay. it, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be. The other new rule with uh, the BAI fund is that up to now, uh, for all genre, um, 
uh, an applicant had to have a commitment letter from a broadcaster before, the, like, to, as part of their application. Uh -huh. But for drama projects, animation projects, and education projects, there's a new rule in that they don't actually have to have a commitment from a broadcaster to make the application. And then there's a like 12 week or th uh, three month. Um, limit time limit to get a broadcaster on board, but of course, if they have you know a chunk of money from BAI already in place, it's going yeah. to make it more attractive to broadcasters as well. Exactly. So if the, if the broadcaster isn't already attached, you can make the application. They will give you an idea of how much funding they will they will bring to the table for. Oh, they uh, absolutely. You make an application for an amount, and, right, okay. and sometimes they give slightly less than than that because it, there's huge competition for yeah. the fund. I mean, for a pot of nearly five million, <coughs> you've got all genre, all channels operating in sure. Ireland, or free to air channels, all competing it for, uh, for for a fairly limited amount of money. But again, like the STML fund, is there is there a limit? Is there an upper upper limit of, of how much you can apply for. So for example with the with what was the EU fund obviously yeah. there was that limit of it was four hundred or five hundred thousand euros. Yeah. I mean is there a limit? I don't, there isn't a limit okay. but um, but there's also kind of a reality check when you I mean they're not I mean I think the biggest award I've ever seen it wasn't for children's project was eight hundred thousand wow. for a drama project. Okay. But and I think in the last round announced there was one award for a drama uh, nineteen sixteen commemorative drama for an adult audience of about 600,000 but I mean I, I, I'm not aware of a limit but mm -hmm. I think for children's projects and we we've um, put in and got some money for some live action projects as well and to be honest I mean it's it's the projects are supposed to have to apply for it they have to have some a cultural relevance or additionality something that won't actually be commissioned by a broadcaster anyway or that shouldn't necessarily be commissioned by a broadcaster anyway and you know have some sort of cultural educational heritage kind of relevance for for the audience so I mean that's actually quite a broad thing and particularly with children's because mm -hmm. you know in preschool particularly everything is education and you can make an argument from almost every, you know any project sure. um, and is that is that money repayable or, or is it a grant is oh no it's not repayable it's not repayable no so it is a grant and the, the copyright the ownership um, rests with the Producer. With the producer, okay. Um, coming on to the section four, 481, I just like the name of this, section 481. <laughs> I always get it wrong, but anyway. Um, so this is, the f um, this is the tax incentive scheme in Ireland, yeah. which I believe recently went up to, is it 32%? It's 32% yeah. of but eligible Irish spend. Uh -huh. um, but it's now repayable, isn't that right? Or, or it doesn't get cash flowed anymore. Is that correct or not? Uh, my understanding know. was that the that previously the 481 um, would be paid as you would in production, mm. but I, from what I understand, 481 doesn't. Is that it? Uh, actually, uh, hands yep. up, I don't because, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, I feel a bit weird sitting here talking about the Section 481 because <laughs> as a broadcaster we actually don't have to go through the through paperwork that, that you mentioned sure. earlier and yeah. the bureaucracy and actually, the Actually, maybe Grandi, we can come on to that later yeah. you know a bit more about that, uh -huh. don't you? Okay. Alrighty, um, uh, but the, the thing about Section 481 is it is 32% of eligible spend and the, the one of the changes is that it's now applicable to <laughs> All cast and crew, whether they're Irish or not, as long as they're resident in Irish, right? Okay. Um, and for goods and services um, and facilities bought in Ireland, Brilliant. it is um, it is one of the ones. I mean, basically, it's drama and um, um, uh, and animation qualifies under it. So live action projects, we don't generally um, they don't generally come to us with uh, Section Four Eight One. Yeah. 
um, but animation projects will always have and it's a huge part of sure. the funding that can come from it, like with an Irish project. Yeah. And then lastly, the Irish Film Board. I mean, this is mostly animation and drama projects, isn't it? Um, again, is this, uh, is w how does this fund work? Just, just very briefly. Uh, so I think the Irish Film Board has a budget, budget of uh, 11 million, um, which uh, it spends on, um, on film, drama series, uh, and animation and creative documentary. Mm -hmm. um, it comes in two ways. One is kind of development, um, which I think the animation sector have found uh, to be kind of key in their development of projects to take them to a stage where they're ready to pitch at the likes of Cartoon Forum. So the, the Irish Film Board, uh, um, they're a fantastic support to the animation sector. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure of the amounts of money, but I mean, I think enough to kind of take something to animatic stage or sometimes to kind of a, um, an animated trailer, trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, with okay. Bible and, and a couple of scripts but it takes the project to the stage where it's ready to pitch and then for production loans um, they are uh, I mean again in young people's uh, it's it the film board is generally only involved uh, for uh, at our end in uh, animation projects but they will usually be one of the components of the Irish end of the money and I think in the region of about 10, 10 to 12% of a production budget of the wow. Irish fund. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. Thank you. Um, Gronia. Hi. I know that, uh, Indie Productions, based in Belfast, um, I'm very well versed in uh, various funding incentives. Am I right in saying that because you are based in Belfast, you can actually access both the UK tax um, incentives and the Irish funds and tax incentives too? H how does that, well, is it true and, and, and how does it work if that yeah. is the case? Varying, to varying degrees, and there's varying degrees of truth in, in, in all of it. We're very lucky to be based in Belfast because we can get funding through Northern Ireland's Green. We can take advantage of the UK tax credit. We can apply to BAI, Irish Language Broadcast Fund in the North as well. And we can pitch to Irish broadcasters because culturally we're, yes. you know, we're, we're on the same turf. So um, it's a good place to be. When it comes to maybe accessing Section 481 or for bigger animation projects to, to the like of RTE, we would co-produce with someone in the territory and mm. they would get the Section 481 application off the ground and, and do it that way. Okay. And, and in practice then when you're working with various, I mean, can you work with both RTE and TG4 on a project for example? Because TG4 is really the, the Irish language channel, isn't it? Yes, and there have been examples of successful co-production and there's also BBC Northern Ireland as well. Mm -hmm. So pr maybe a, a better uh, co-production structure would be BBC Northern Ireland and RTE. Right, I don't think Pauline yeah. if I'm wrong, yeah, but no, we, we, it's the same um, We don't tend to um, to pony up with uh, with uh, TG Carrot because we, uh, we and in terms of acquisitions, we don't chase the sure. content that they have just so that everybody because we're in the yeah. same market we don't yeah. and I, I'm deliberately making that point because I think it's really important because people don't always understand that they don't always understand that that's how it kind of works so I think it's really important to kind of say it up front mm -hmm. um, you know and on how you work together and, and, and so on so um, Gronin, you, you're going to take us through a, a bit of a case study on some projects you've been working on so tell us a bit about Pablo Pablo well am I might well I do him last well I start okay. with the yeah, simple yeah, that's one because that's the big the yeah. big picture one. Yeah, okay. um, our other two projects, one is uh, BLN, which is a K-12 
kids cookery show, preschool cookery show, and um, that has a kitchen element in it there, as you saw. And then Coco, the chef, goes out around the country and sources where the ingredients come from. And that project is in its second series for TG4 now, and was funded. So we, based in Belfast, were able to pitch to TG4, and then we accessed the Irish Language Broadcast Fund in the north right. and the BAI in the south to make that and that's how the funding structure for that worked. Wow. Okay. Um, the other project that you saw up there is a wildlife show for 8 to 12 year olds and we are producing that as a short series, a short first series to prove a format and that's a wildlife show and it's going to be awesome and there are different sections in it that are easily transferable and we just have produced that or are producing that on a tighter budget for TT Cahar with funding from I Irish Language Broadcast Fund mm -hmm. in Northern Ireland's Green. So that's how that works. Pablo then is an animation project so that has a much bigger budget and there are 52 of them so how we're funding that is with CBBS or TE then we can access the UK tax credit because we're in Northern Ireland and through a co-producer in the Republic of Ireland we can access section 481 BAI perhaps the Irish Film Board so that's that's kind of how that cocktail mm -hmm. of funding kind of works for Don't that one doesn't that take up quite a lot of your time in terms of trying to pull the whole thing together because that's a lot of funding to to access and apply for I mean um, I mean how onerous is it really in, in practice trying to pull all that together well, I suppose the bottom line is that it's worth it <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to get your show made you you know you'll yeah. be passionate to do it the the Irish language broadcast fund is not too bad they have a couple of rounds a year and it's not too bad the application form and so you need to do the treatment anyway you need to sort your budget and your finance plan and your schedule and, and all that goes in the BAI forms are a bigger beast Pauline aren't they yeah. and um, so again they ask a lot of questions about how it fits in with the culture or the heritage or education you know for an Irish audience and that sort of thing so they are bigger forms it is a bit more complicated but it is worth it yeah. you know to get your show made. The other thing about BAI just when you said it is that unlike some of the other funds where you know a project can be at early stage development for BAI they actually expect to get you know finished scripts um, yeah. full Bible uh, and and they really want to see that a project is ready to go into production because they it needs full development then basically yeah. really with that yeah yeah okay Okay. And they can get some development money from Northern Ireland's Green as well, they're great. And the Irish Language Broadcast Fund will give you development money as well in the north. And then if you have a co-producing partner in either Territory or OI or NI, you know, that's a good way to get development money as well, because okay. they can access that. But bottom line, when it comes to Ireland, you know, uh, do you need to be based in Ireland really to be able to access these funds? I mean, or or have a, a partner company in Ireland that can access those funds yeah. if you do as a co-production. I mean, uh, film board money, you, you do. You yeah. need yeah. to be um, in, uh, you know, an Irish company or, or operating through an Irish company. And the Section 481, it needs to be through, uh, the producer company needs to be resident in Ireland and set up in Ireland. Um, and uh, BAI is, I actually can't off the top of my head, I don't know somewhere, free but it, it has to be free yeah. to air. I mean, in terms of broadcast, it has sure. to be available to an Irish audience free to air. Um, 
But I'm not altogether sure what exactly the rule is on uh, on where the company is based. Right. We had okay. just to, that you know we had a couple of companies in in Scotland apply to BAI. Um, they haven't been successful, but there was there was no indication that you know they had um, an Irish broadcaster on board, and that that was the link in to BAI mm, that way. Yeah. So I don't think there is a residency yeah. requirement. There isn't a residency. I haven't seen okay. a residency requirement. Okay. So first things first. Do you, do you work together often? I, I should direct this to our, our broadcast partners firstly. Do, do you work together often on projects? Not, Not as often, often as we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the want of trying, I don't think. No. Um, we do want some, but I think uh, the, we've found that animation is is the the, the easiest one to collaborate on because yeah, of the language. Um, I mean, I think even from chatting yesterday, there's a definite openness and a kind of a, um, a desire to work together. And I mean, every broadcaster is looking to kind of find, you know, value for money and to get more content on screen for, you know, to, to and co-production is, is one way of doing that. Mm. And I mean, I think everybody's really open to it and finding the right live action projects can be kind of tricky. Difficult, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess with animation, it's, it's a bit more universal, isn't it, in, in that sense. It's a little bit easier that it, 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 it appeals to such a broad audience, whereas I guess with the live action, um, projects, as you were saying earlier, Pauline, about having that sort of cultural element as well, so that it, it appeals to you know children in Ireland, in Scotland, and we talked about this briefly last night about what sort of show would you be looking at that would appeal on from a live action point of view. Um, we talked about formats a little bit as well, which is interesting. Um, and actually, coming back to you, Shauna, because um, correct me if I'm wrong. So, a lift was the first. Uh, format show that that you that you did at SOC is that right? Well, it's the first so format show with the, with a play along game. With a play along, so okay. It was a, um, it's a it's a quiz, and um, kids could play play at home as well um, with the program. And then, boom, the company they developed the the idea, and it became um, a new commission came out of for CBBC, which was Ludus. So essentially, and Ludus is the same well, it's, format, it's, or um, no? I think it's just building on that expertise. It, it is a different format. Is it's it? a different okay. show. But um, it was really great to see that we, in a, in a way, could pilot something or, or a new approach to broadcasting uh -huh. um, and a new way of, of getting kids involved. And that then went into uh, developing into something else. And that series then, Ludus, that the, the CBBC took on SOC, in, in practical terms of production, how was it produced? Was it produced back to back, or you know, how did how did that work? Um, it was produced, yes, back to back. But they they um, most of the funding came from CBBC, and then the uh, the set was available for us, and all the, the all the content, mm -hmm. all the questions, and all, all of the uh, the content was was adapted. Yeah, um, and uh, then you know got got the Welsh show as well. So really, I mean, within the for UK, a price, it wasn't it wasn't for free. Yeah. I guess that's more practical if you're, you know, if, if, as we say, we're all based within, you know, within the UK and Ireland where you can come and, and use that set. I guess we talked a little bit about formats generally for children, which, which have always been quite challenging because format shows are, tend to be very, very expensive to make with, you know, with the sets and so on. And, and then when you take that show overseas, it's setting up the production again and obviously going back to falling budgets and how much broadcasters have got to, you know, to, to spend. But... Pauline, you mentioned something that you've done with Australia. You've done, you've done a. Yeah, it wasn't a format. Um, we did a co-production with um, with ABC uh, through an Australian producer, um, and it was a thirteen by half hour uh, 
series, like a kind of ent um, entertainment kind of documentary series, where um, a load of 13, 14 year olds went off to um, to train to be marine wildlife conservationists at a, at a park in um, in New South Wales. Um, and the Australia, basically, it came out of a kind of a, a, a discussion with ABC about the fact that we have, you know, same language, same kind of sensibilities. You know, for an Irish uh, children's audience, Australia has a relevance because there's been an awful lot of uh, immigration to Australia, um, and you know, uh, we kind of were interested in finding a project that we could. Uh, co-produce on or co-fund um, and that kind of conversation went on for some time until eventually a producer brought them a project they were really interested in it and they could put some money to it all the, like Australia has fantastic funds outside of the broadcasters that they could access but they needed more money they needed another broadcaster so ABC actually sent the producer to us mm. with a note saying we like this project <laughs> um, and uh, <coughs> it worked really well for us because it was uh, in terms of value it cost uh, a lot less per half hour than it would have cost us to obviously make it ourselves with all Irish kids in it but um, because they were happy ABC was happy to take four Irish um, teens and four Australian teens um, and then we you know did our own had our own narrator voiceover an Irish one mm -hmm. essentially it felt like an Irish production for our audience so it, it um, and it you know had all the kind of I mean it was very high production value it was very um, I mean it was great for our audience it was very successful for ABC as well and 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 that worked very well but I think you were talking about formats I don't know whether that because yeah. we have we have um, uh, we have uh, licensed a couple of formats, um, but the reality is it's just so much money goes into the license fee and into the consultants fees and the whole lot and, our, and relatively speaking kids budgets as you all know tend to be kind of like lower than than you know than main than um, prime time budgets mm -hmm. and it just is very we've I think two in my time we've done we did a series called football's next star which is very good and went down really well with the audience and um in terms of formats it was another uh, kind of uh, singing kind of performance game show type thing which had been a huge success for the adult audience in ireland and sold throughout the world called the lyrics board it's like whatever 15 20 years old and we licensed it and reversioned it for a teen audience mm -hmm. and again it went down very well with the audience but it ended up being a quite an expensive production and we didn't go with the second series of either, just because a lot of, largely because yeah, of, budgets, of expense. Yeah. Margaret, I think that's why I've actually, it has to be something that feels right for for that channel. Yes. Mm. So sometimes pe people pitch an idea that maybe you know they, they would like to make a Welsh version of something, um, but maybe it doesn't suit what you you know. It's not what you're looking for. It's not something that maybe it would suit your audience. So you have to think about that. We're not going to just take something just because it happens to be available you know. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and just you know when, when you're talking about it suits our audience obviously we you know we're talking to three four channels here um, I mean many people will say well kids are pretty much the same everywhere around the UK or, or teens are pretty much the same everywhere around the UK so how do you define that kind of what 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 works for your audience as opposed to what works for I don't know the audience at, at, at CBBC or CBBS or you know I mean Animation, we've said, is very different. That's that's pretty straightforward, really, in in a sense. But live action, um, 
is more difficult. What makes it more appropriate for, for a Welsh language Yeah, that's audience? interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know always the answer. Some things just look a bit different, yeah. you know. Um, not animation, but for live action. I mean, it might look um, slightly American, or it might look uh, as if it's... Not that everything has to look as if it's in Wales, but, um, you know, there has to be something that, that feels right about it, you know. Mm. Um, and we don't dub anything, so we don't dub... Um, Live action to Welsh at all. Okay, so it's all it's so, all original. Yeah, Margaret, same same with you there. Same thing. Um, there's a bit of a resistance beyond a certain age range. We have we have dubbed live action on one or two notable occasions um, where we felt the audience would accept it, and the audience was quite a young young age range. Katie Morag. I don't know if there's anyone from Scotland who knows Katie Morag in the audience. Um, made by Move On Up in Cromarty, fantastic multi award winning show based on the books yes. um, and we took the decision that we would dub um, and they had shot it in a particular way, they shot it with internationalisation in mind anyway mm -hmm. um, and that worked very very well for us. It was so actually dubbed yeah. into, into Gaelic, into yeah. Gaelic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had the weirdest experience of my life on Katie Morag which was they actually to their credit had hired some Gaelic actors to perform in English for CBBS, and then I had to dub them back into their own language. It was really quite weird, <laughs> and I had to phone one of them up and say, "I'm really sorry. I want to use someone else to dub you over." So it was a bit strange. So you can get yourself into a few knots if you're not yeah. careful. But I would say dubbing's pretty much a no-no for, for live action for us. Excuse me, Margaret. When you said uh, it was shot with international in mind, did you mean it was shot with less sync? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It was very carefully done in that way because worldwide we're also financed on that one as well. We're going to wrap up in a second and open up to, to some question and answers, but um, just very, very quickly again, I wanted to go back to... Um, so, so, Margaret, really, as a producer, if I'm a producer and I, I, you know, I, I, I want to pitch a programme, do I pitch it to you and to CBeebies or just to you? How, how, what, what, what would you tell me to do? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, it depends on where your relationships are. I mean, we're in the same building in Pacific Key in Glasgow as yeah. CBeebies and CBBC. You know, I'm, I'm two floors in the lift away from Sarah Harkins. It, you know, there isn't a difficulty in us speaking to each other regularly. Yeah. But I would say, you know, follow your nose and where your relationship is and where you've maybe had traction in the past. But either way would work. Um, I don't think um, we would ever be a lead financier on, on a co-founder co-finance, but I think we could be pretty helpful, useful. We have lots of slots to fill. Um, we're looking to be involved in exciting different projects that can bring something to, to our channel and we don't feel for particularly the early ages that CBeebies um, is, 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 is a problem for us in English because the parents who want to encourage Gaelic or Gaelic or Welsh for that matter mm. are pretty keen and, and, and if the version is there in that language then that's the version that exists for those children. Mm -hmm. So in a way it's a bit of a cheat but it's a good cheat and it's uh, the ends justify the means. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. And Can I just say one yeah. other thing about digital? A lot of the um, uh, the, fi the finance options that are available, yeah. they quite often can uh, finance digital first. So it's worth thinking. You know, if you have a project, is it worth you thinking of of a a short form or a book or an e-book or something in Welsh first before the full animated series. So that's a, a new way of thinking of things, possibly. And is that something that you could probably share more as well if you did something in a short format that you know might be a good way of testing, testing out, you know, could, testing yes, out yeah, a project? Mm. And do you think that works better in animation for, for short form? 
Well, for tapping, it would be, or for reducting. Short, short form for, for live action, it would be quite mm. difficult, wouldn't mm. it, in, in terms of well, what you would do? Because, uh, you know, for, for uh, sketches, if you're kind of testing out mm. comedy or characters, for yeah, preschool, yeah. if you're yeah. looking to kind of to, to try out uh, characters, actors, um, concepts and stuff, like short form mm -hmm. actually is quite attractive to us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and particularly for for uh, 7 to or seven to 11s and 7 to 15s, because we are kind of moving stuff online and and um, have a, a, an app launching in October, um, September, I think, um, which will house a lot of uh, short form that will be will, will, will then be re kind of configured into the the um, entertainment television uh, <coughs> program. But because it's going to be a wall garden of short form content, we're really interested in short form in sharing in um, in commissioning, in kind of in co-producing, co short form. Super. We're wrapping up the questions. Thank you to everybody today. Thank you for joining Thank us on the panel. Um, okay. Uh, questions. Actually, I can't see anybody. Um, any questions in the audience? No. One over here. Um, hi. What sort of access do you have to existing CBBS and CBBC programmes? Uh, to um, whether they need revoicing, if they can be revoiced, if there's no sync, that kind of thing. So is is that to, to just Margaret? generally really? To to, yeah. Um, we have we have to license them separately. Yeah. So we we go to the you know the the, the company who own the rights and and license them separately. And do you tend to, do you tend to sort of do that uh, with with any programs or? Particular yes. Programs? Yeah. Yeah. If. You know, if they work, if they if they're really good, if if I think they work for the audience, yes, definitely. And that comes through as an acquisition, then, though, yes, isn't it? Yeah. So it comes in as an acquisition. Yeah. One here. If you were interested in um, uh, an IT that had been made uh, in England, would it not have a chance of? Um, I happen to be Irish, actually, but you know, um, I don't live in Ireland. But would it not? Would it not be worth? coming to you because um, you'd have to have Irish Irish or Scottish or uh, Welsh connections in, in the product. Um, I suppose the thing is our, our commissioning budget is, is quite small and uh, we have access to our acquisitions department to um, you know to all of the, the um, internationally produced content so if we were to spend our commissioning budget on on a project that has an English voice, it's going to feel like an acquisition. So, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, it's it's uh, it's preferable. I mean, sometimes a project will come along that's just gorgeous, and you just want it, and you know, we'll find some way to make it feel like it's for our audience. But um, it's it would be an it would be an odd pro the odd project that would you know that would be produced in the UK with all um, you know UK children voices stories etc that would access our money if we can get it through acquisitions that's probably a more effective way for us to 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 get a, a fully kind of you know English voiced project okay thank you, okay, thank you. Um, I'm afraid we are going to have to wrap up now